0: to back 40 4550 he's oh off to the race down enough sunlight to the 1510 to fire touchdown Ellen jones oh, what a play this is the quickslam podcast. Hello, Packers fans. Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On, Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone. Happy Wednesday to everybody. We are just over one week away from the beginning of the 2020 NFL season, and that is exciting. And we're less than two weeks away from Packers football. That is even more exciting. So it is thrilling. And we've had a great training camp and preseason at Game On, Wisconsin between all the great work that our writers have done putting content up there for you to read. And if you haven't been to GameOnWisconsin.com, get over there and check it out. But all of the great shows that we have put together and done, all of the wonderful guests that we've had on our shows, we've had Happy Hour with Maggie and Perry, the Freezer Podcast with Sanjay, Matt, and Fred, Quick Slants here, Lombardi's Bar, Open Book. We've got all sorts of Pulse of the Pack. Of course, I can't forget my own show, Pulse of the Pack. We've got great stuff for you, and there's more coming. There's more shows, more podcasts, more content, more game day things that are going to happen. It is going to be lit. Stick around and stick with us. Of course, you can follow us at GameOnWI on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Like our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group. Wherever you prefer to watch our live shows, you will find them streamed at your favorite spot. So, Couple of timely pieces and things that I want to talk about here. The first is on Monday, the Jacksonville Jaguars released running back Leonard Fournette. Fournette, a former first-round draft pick, a high draft pick. Now I'm recording this also on Monday night, so by the time you hear this, all of these thoughts may already be moot. But I just want to share a few of them in the event that there hasn't there hasn't been any movement and that Fournette still hasn't found a team by then. So it wasn't the greatest marriage between he and the Jags, and it culminates with Fournette now looking for a new place to play football in 2020. He will find one. He's going to find one. There's no doubt about it. And I'm mentioning this because it is always the case when big names hit the market. Packers fans start wondering if the team should add that player. You know, should they add Fournette to the backfield? A backfield that already has Aaron Jones, now A.J. Dillon, the second round pick, Jamal Williams, who's been very solid for them over the past three seasons. Tyler Irvin's moving to the wide receiver position a little bit. So okay, you take him out of the equation, and it's it's, it's just those three guys. But don't forget, you've got Josiah DeGuara, who's an H back. He's going to spend some time in the backfield. Do they keep John Lovett? If they do, he's another H back. You know, some would say, well, you know, the Packers don't really have to give up anything to grab Fournette. He's a free agent, so you just sign him and figure it out. Well, okay, but is he the type of runner that benefits the Packers offense? Is Fournette going to be okay in an offense where he's not? Running back number one, or even running back number two in the depth chart. What do the Packers do with Dylan and Williams if they have to find ways to get a guy like Fournette the ball on top of Aaron Jones and everybody else? It, it may sound like a no-brainer. You 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 find a way to work a guy like Fournette into the audit into the offense and literally run with the bigger talent per se. That being Leonard Fournette over Dylan, who's an unproven rookie, but is looking good, and even Williams, who isn't maybe as dynamic. As a Fournette, but there's there's something to be said about a role player knowing his role. And one thing I can say about Dylan and Jamal Williams is that they already know their role in this offense. They haven't had as many reps and practices, but they know their role in this offense. They know what they're going to be doing. Leonard Fournette, by any stretch of the imagination, friends, is not going to be a Packer. And the team will be just fine without him. You know, he could end up in Chicago with the Bears. The Lions have Kareem Johnson, Vikings have Dalvin Cook, but who knows? We'll we'll see where this leads and where it ends up, and if if Fournette ends up in the NFC or not. But he's going to find a new team. It's not going to be in Green Bay. I'll go out on a limb and I'll go ahead and say that. And just to address that now, but it was some news that I wanted to to hit. So the one piece of news that we did get over the weekend that was very interesting, actually at the end of last week. The Athletics' Matt Schneidman joined Peter Bukowski on Locked On Packers and pretty much confirmed that Kamal Martin, the fifth-round linebacker, has been running with the first defense in practice. What does it mean? Does it mean anything? Well, if you're going to give a guy reps somewhere, it certainly would behoove you to put him in positions to practice what he's going to do in a live situation. So I think there is something to be said about it. You've got Christian Kirksey, the free agent, who's the de facto starter at inside linebacker. And you've also got Oren Burks. Now, Oren Burks is hurt again. You know, this could mean that Burks gets an injury year. You know, I meant, like I said, Kirksey's already there. And you've got Kamal Martin. And if he can play and Oren Burks isn't ready to play, what are you going to do? You've got limited roster spots. And you you certainly don't want to carry three inside linebackers if one of them can't even get on the field. And isn't even going to be able to contribute on special teams. He being Burks, which is mostly what Burks has done in his time with the Packers that he's been healthy enough to play for. So does Burks get an injury year? Another year down for Burks would absolutely not serve him or the Packers on the field at all. But it would save the team from having to decide whether or not they want to cut him. And that's kind of a hot take. You know, third round pick from two years ago getting cut already. Eh, Not what the Packers want to do. Not a good look. Not what they expected when they drafted Burks, of course. But it it gives them an option. You know, if Martin is really all of what we're hearing that he is, the Packers could IR Burks. And if they get into some sort of a bind later in the season, they designate him for return from injured reserve later on. Now, the limited players that can come back off of injured reserve, I'll just say... This season, with everything that could put a player out of commission, I'd be shocked if Oren Burks was one of the missing pieces later this season that the Packers say, hey, we need this guy back to make a big playoff run or do something special at the end of the season. Last year, they saved one of those for Raven Green, who is your safety linebacker hybrid. And Green was unable to get on the field. Is Raven Green more valuable than Oren Burks? Yes. Yes. Raven Green makes much more sense as a guy that you would maybe save an opportunity to bring him back than Warren Burks. Warren Burks just does not, his athleticism precedes him. It's it's, it doesn't, it doesn't show up on the field, unfortunately. And that's, that's been the big problem there. And that's, so that's just my take with regards to Burks and, and the linebacker position and what they're going to do there. I, we'll see again, you know, this kind of segues me into my next point, which is roster finalization. Because we're less than two weeks away from real football. It's, you know, eight, In eight days, there's NFL football on our TVs. After the roller coaster that we've endured over the last uh, six months, it is so good to say and know that there will be football this year. Because back in March, when this whole thing started, we are like, wow, football's a long ways away. It's not in jeopardy. And then it was like, whoa, hold on. Maybe it is in jeopardy. And we got football. And so... Because we've got football coming up so quickly, the Packers now have to dwindle down their roster. And we'll see how many of these various roster predictions that we've seen are, are accurate. You know, like my Packaday day colleague, Mark Eckel, who covered the Eagles for many years, has said no one ever gets 100% right on their roster prediction. And I've seen some really interesting takes this year. Everything from Reggie Begleton makes the final roster to Josh Jackson gets cut to Corey Lindsley gets traded. I've seen all of those things written. Regardless of what source it was or where you how valid you think it was, I've seen them said. And there's other things that are going to take place as well. There's other players who are going to make the roster, who who might not make the roster. Just a few examples there of, of guys who have made some noise in training camp. Darius Shepard. You know, Darius Shepard has seemingly had a good training camp by all reports. Okay, I mean, it, it doesn't... We don't know. We don't know what that, what that really means. He had a great camp last year, and he didn't make it. You know, We, we never know as much as the team does, and there, there's going to be some surprises. A, a big function of the surprise factor, and that's to us, the fans, not the team. The team is not surprised by what they do. They're the ones making the decision. Is It's more of a surprise to the fans because in this year especially, we've had so few opportunities to see and hear about these players. I I remember being at work and just refreshing my Twitter feed over and over and over all day because I want to find out who had the big play, who caught the last ball, who picked off the last pass, who looked good in run support, who would have had a sack. That's Rashawn Gary this year, by the way. You know, we're gonna be surprised by some of the moves the team makes, but they've likely known what the deal is for weeks. You know, it takes away some of the mystique of the preseason when we don't have games to watch and no guys to make Big splash plays and we can't dissect every single step that Jordan Love takes at quarterback and decide whether or not he's going to be good or not and argue about it all day long on Twitter and just put up screenshot after screenshot after screenshot after play after gif to talk about it. You know, two years ago, that was Josh Jackson. He was picking off balls left and right. And we were sure he was going to be so good. And he's the man opposite Jair Alexander. And they just drafted their cornerback position for the next close to decade between Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson and couldn't get on the field and he wasn't an undrafted free agent. So it's, it's not the same thing as the, the, the undrafted free agent darling that comes up and makes the team that every year seemingly the Packers have one, but Jackson had us all really excited. You know, you know, he wasn't a lock to be starting, but his performance had everyone thinking that he was going to be the guy last year. I mentioned Darius Shepard last year it was Darius Shepard and Alan Lazard at wide receiver. Kind of took me back to the summer of 2011 when Torrey Gurley and DeAndre Burrell were going to unseat one of those stud receivers that they had. The 2011 wide receiver group is just amazing. They're on the cover of Sports Illustrated, if you forgot. That incredible group. So Shepard makes it at the end of camp last year. Lazard doesn't. They're able to get Lazard back on the practice squad. But by week 17, it's the exact opposite situation. Alan Lazard has taken down the Lions in week 17. And Darius Shepard is on the practice squad. Seemingly played himself off the team after that terrible performance against the Lions in Monday Night Football, the first meeting at Lambeau Field. What will this year's story be as far as the roster? I don't know. But if someone comes up like Lazard did last year and is tearing it up by Week 17 with all the talent that this team has that we know about, the Packers have a chance to do something special in January and February. They absolutely do. This roster cut down is going to be a fun one to watch and see and it's the second year of Matt LaFleur Brian Gutekunst together we know that Jordan Love's probably not going to play a lot this season but he will be on the roster so we're not going to see much of him if any Tim Boyle seems like he's the backup quarterback we talked about Kamal Martin A.J. Dillon Josiah DeGuara really interested to see how the offense is going to look with some of these components an observation that Andy Herman from Packaday made was that Jay Sternberger has been really quiet this training camp, this preseason. He was a guy that a lot of people had pegged as a breakout player. Doesn't mean anything. I don't think so. I think Jay Sternberger is going to improve this season. He's healthy. That was the problem last year. He's a rookie. He wasn't healthy. Simple formula for not doing much. He's And even if it's not this season, by next year, Jace is going to be ready To go. And it's that year three breakout. So many players, the third year, tore it up, became what he was going to become. And the Packers are going to be all the better for it. This offense is going to do good things this season. If everybody stays healthy, it's still Aaron Rodgers, a very motivated Aaron Rodgers. I talked about the running back position on the offensive line. And unless we're surprised, Corey Lindsley will be the center. It's going to it's going to be a pretty solid offensive line group. Lane Taylor has looked good. In his competition with Billy Turner for the right guard spot, Rick Wagner is, has been hurt. What do they do there? Jared Valdir is tweeting out muscle pictures or muscle emojis. He's ready to go. You know, call me. I'm ready to go. The Packers have some options. They've got some really good options, and they can they can do some really good things this season, and I think they will, and it's time for that to happen. It's time for us to stop talking about all this stupidity that's, Happening in the world, and I, I say that word kind of petulantly, because it's a very serious situation out there that we're dealing with. But it's it just gets we've been dealing with it for so long. We've heard about it so much. It's just so good to have football back, real football. Like let's just play the games. Let's play the games. Let's enjoy the action on the field. Let's let's revel in in being able to watch some historic NFL football. Missing one of the biggest components ever which is the fans in the stands be able to say hey i remember watching the 2020 season with no fans in the stands because of this pandemic that was going on there there were no fans in the stands for x y z number of games you know let let's just enjoy watching the packers play play ball and listen i mentioned it a little bit last week maybe they benefit in week 1 instead of that loud crazy atmosphere in minnesota it's a quieter dome, or, or maybe the artificial noise is going on there. I, I still haven't gotten clarity on, on what teams are going to be able to allowed to do, but maybe they benefit. Maybe they maybe they steal a couple of those road games that might have been tougher for them. They got New Orleans and Minnesota, and they'll play at Tampa. By that time, maybe the fans will be allowed to, to attend games. It'll be really exciting. Just really glad football is back. And that was all I wanted to, to kind of talk about today. Just those couple things there and just gear everybody up for final roster cutdowns. By the time next week's show rolls, it's going to be right before the start of the season. We'll get more clarity on what's happening with the roster. Coming up this weekend on Pulse of the Pack is our annual tradition. It is the season preview show. Jake, Paul, and myself are going to break down all 16 games, give you our predictions for those how the divisions are going to shake out, who's going to play in the Super Bowl, who's going to win the championship, who's going to be the MVP, some of those fun things to pontificate on. And then all season long, you get to make fun of us and tell us how wrong we were. And that's what it's all about. That's what we enjoy doing. And we hope that you'll come over and join us. That'll be on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that if you're not already subscribing. I talked about all of our different media earlier. Twitter, at GameOnWI, Facebook page, Join the Facebook group. We'll be streaming our shows to all those platforms. So wherever you want to be, you'll see us there. And your comments, if you comment during the show, we'll see it. And you might, who knows, you might get your comment posted on the show and we may address your question or your thought. So make sure to share those with us. Again, check out all these great shows. We've got Lombardi's Bar coming up later tonight. We've got some more really cool shows happening that are going to be coming out, some new podcasts, new team members. We're constantly growing this entity. This family has come so far in the last month and I am so damn proud of every single one of us for everything that we've done and now we got some real football to talk about and that's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks everybody so much for listening to this week's edition of Quick, the Quick Slants podcast. I am Jason Perrone. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Jason Perone. Everybody enjoy the rest of your week. We're almost there to Packers football. Be safe and as always, Go, pack, go. Rogers fakes the handoff. Quick throw, right side, there's Devontae from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40, track down from behind.